Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpen on Rugby preview show. And join me to look ahead to Leinster's next assignment this season is someone who made appearance number 68 last week. He's going to make <laughs> appearance number 70 next week. So I'll let you all work out what number he's on now. Welcome back to Mr. Neil Kigo Keegan. What a number. I've been waiting all week for you to say that number on the pod, but we're going to have to uh, skip over that for the late night version. But it's good to talk <laughs> to you. What a day. We've nothing to talk about, really. No, no, absolutely nothing's happened um, since we <laughs> since we last spoke. But well, listen, we're just just to ease ourselves into this, uh, we'll, we'll start with, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, a certain ruling that came during the week. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Billy Vinopola uh, got a red card in the game for uh, head contact. It was, you know what I mean? It was something he shouldn't have done. I'm sure he knows that himself. And you kind of you're watching it live. You're watching all the highlights, and you go, "Okay, red, no problem." You know, regardless of slow motion, full speed, whatever. And then it comes out during the week that they have rescinded the card. Uh, I don't know if they've given him any sort of ban, but they've rescinded the card because there wasn't enough contact of the head. So you kind of go on right. Well, we're allowed to hit the head. Just keep it, keep it light, boys. It's fine. You know, there's a 18, 19 stone guy running at your head. Uh, but if he doesn't hit fully, you're fine. Uh, to me, I thought it was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, if it was a, a tier three nation, that's a ban. Uh, we know we know what's going on here. And I just got really obsessed the wrong term. I got angry because there's been a lot of weird decisions from World Rugby and all the various disciplinary boards around World Rugby and League Rugby. Um, and they've gotten it wrong. And they've gotten it wrong again. And it's, you know, we're lucky that he didn't hit full force. But we're either for player safety or we're not. And it's kind of, that's, they've made it clear what side they're on. Yeah, we've seen a lot, um, a lot of little chatter online. And I know there can be kind of an angry mob that's not really representing the majority. But they're, they're, there's this mindset that's pushing back against all these safety rulings. That's basically like, oh, just let the boys play. Man's game, blah, blah, blah. And uh, basically ignoring all the, 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 the serious head issues there have been and, you know, ignoring what these these rulings and these are trying to do. But it but it does seem that that's not just an angry minority online, I think. I, I do. And you hear you do hear pundits. You do hear people who are paid to give their opinions about rugby. You do hear that that opinion kind of still there. And a lot of it makes sense. A lot of these players, a lot of these pundits are players that just re- retired maybe 10, 20 years ago, that might be harking yep. back to those old days and stuff. So, which it follows that there might be some of them that are also siding commissioners. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's a, it's a view. So it might depend on, on what, what ruling you get in the day, but I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, if you're going to do it, if it's, if, if you're trying to, to limit the head contact, they, they use the word zero tolerance at some stage. I remember that and it was about still about four or five years ago. And they talked about yep. zero tolerance, but this not looking like that. But anyway, can I just say, sorry, one more yeah. thing. I know like I, I get that the people hearken back to days when they played the game. My old mm. man does it all the time. If that's the case, let's bring back shoeing in the rook. Let's bring back line outs. If you're there, you're there. If you're not, you're not. If, same with the scrums. If, if bring back the cotton jerseys that's fine exactly you know i'd be happy with that after a few guinness but like we we either listen to science and listen to people who know about these things or we don't there's no middle ground as you say zero tolerance or full tolerance 
Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so listen, now it's time to look at our feature match of the week, which is, of course, Leinster v. Sale Sharks in round two of the 23-24 Investec Champions Cup. It's taking place at the RDS Arena on Saturday, December 16th, kicking off at 5.30 p.m. TV coverage in Ireland is on TNT Sports, and as ever, you can find the full listings for the weekend at harpandrugby.com. Just click the Rugby on TV tab. Leinster named their match day 23 at lunchtime on Friday. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right there in the screen, or for pod listeners, it's in the program notes. Now, Kigo's picked out um, a few general points, and the first one is about uh, one of those pieces of news that that happened in the last 24 hours. Yeah, so, okay. Full disclosure of my blue blue underpants on, as usual. But um, uh, last week, uh, Snyman was ready to rock over to Bath. Uh, They were signing two South African players, I think. They've ended up with none. Uh, But it was all best wishes, best wishes. And then I got sent um, a news clip, a news article, by Jerry Thorny last night. I got it at about 11 o'clock. So I don't know when it went up, but um, it's always very cheeky if it goes up late in the day. Um, it, it's to avoid annoyance. It's, if they do it late on a Friday, it's even bigger trouble. The late, the late night dump. Yeah, so I thought, I thought, is it April Fool's Day? Have I slept in all the way? What's the story? Uh, and then I started thinking about it and I started thinking, because it, apparently it's for cover for Jenkins, who we love and, and is, is, has done a great job for us. He's apparently heading, heading back home or wherever he's going, maybe to Bath now. Uh, but Snyman is coming to Leinster, which is a, a phrase I never thought I would say. Uh, and aside from the the obvious little little turning of the screw into our Munster brothers and sisters, I actually think it's pretty good business. Um, anytime you bring a World Cup winner into the establishment, it's a good call. Um, th- now, we saw the job he did in the World Cup. Now, for Munster, unfortunately, injury and all that sort of stuff, but they rebuilt him, and he's being rebuilt as we speak, uh, to come in and do a job. He's not going to be playing every game. Um, he, he's going to be doing a similar job to Jenkins, who didn't get as much game time as maybe we all thought, but Joe McCarthy comes through. We've got now in that second row, that second row back row area, We've got a World Cup winner working with the Irish captain, the Leinster captain, and Joe McCarthy, which I think Joe McCarthy is the one who's going to make the most money off this because he's he's a big, abrasive, skillful person. And there's always things to be learned from people who have World Cup medals in their pocket. Um, He's going to be paid well. He's going to settle in. Obviously, Munster welcomed him in the family, which is brilliant, as they always do to every import, and they don't want to leave. But the contract is running out. Munster obviously saw the injury profile, got a bit worried, which you understand, uh, but then the World Cup happened, and we saw the job he did in that World Cup. So we want that over here to teach our guys, bring them through, and it will help us in games like uh, like we had last year, knockout rugby uh, semi-final finals. We have a World Cup winner in that squad who has you know been on both sides of the both sides of a win and a loss, knows what it takes to win. It's great business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the Leinster squad now, and you look at the, the way Ryan Baird has come on, and I yep. would I would argue that that's a, a lot down to Scott Fardy just being there um, for for all those years. I think he helped bring him on, and uh, it's. I mean, he does have a, he doesn't have a great injury profile. In fact, uh, there's a few Munster fans that say we actually broke him. So uh, because he was basically literally playing for five minutes at the Viva Stadium in his first match, and he got injured. But um, so maybe this is a case if you break it, you buy it. But. Um, <laughs> No, seriously, they um, his his injury profile hasn't been great, and the fact that and from Munster's point of view, it doesn't help that he went on to play in the World Cup and 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 got a medal and everything. But um, like I say, even if he doesn't play that often, just his you know his presence being there, obviously the 
you know, he's he's been living in Ireland all this time. This has been his base, so he's obviously settled here. He may want to. He's decided he wants to maybe stay here. Munster um, have great players coming through as well. It's not like you're leaving a, a void down there. You got a Jobo, you got a Hearn, you got yep. plenty of players coming through there as well. So if it suits him and Leinster have a spot for him, I I I, I presume maybe Jenkins might be moving on. And um, in which case, I you know, no offense to Jenkins, but I think this might be an upgrade on the player. But um, lots of different aspects going go, going into this, and um, you know, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of banter going on online with this since this was announced and stuff. Yeah. But, um, the serious thing is, if this is where he wants to go and it suits all parties. Yeah, I think he'd be asked to do a different job for for Munster. I, I think they were hoping or expecting him to play regularly. Um, uh, you know, and. With Leinster, he's not going to be playing regularly. He's not going to be playing uh, anywhere near as much as he would have been expected to play in Munster. The big job he has, obviously, he's still relatively young in human terms. In rugby terms, he's kind of rolling along there uh, towards the kind of final quarter of, of his of his career. But it's the job he's going to do around training, around the mental aspect of the whole thing. He's been in the trenches. He's been in pressure ball games, as we all have, as they all have, not we all have, they all have. Uh, and he's going to help them navigate it through with with our new coach in, in there in in situ. I think it's brilliant, uh, and I think he'll be uh, I think he'll be welcomed, and I think he'll be happy. I don't think I don't think he'll want to leave. Absolutely, and like like all rugby announcements, it's like sure it hasn't even happened yet. It won't, it well, won't be true. until the end of the season. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see that thing. It'll be we'll, we'll probably forgotten about this. There'll be more big news coming <laughs> yeah. in the next couple of days. Okay, we'll move on to your second point now, and you want to have a talk about Mr. Jimmy O'Brien. I love Jimmy O'Brien. Uh, we, you know, for a hundred years we've been watching him, and he's getting his minutes and building it up, building it up, and he is the example of, uh, you know, slowly bringing a player along and giving them responsibility. It's similar to way, way back when Wayne Rooney was starting to break through in Everton, and they were frightened to give him a full game. They kind of, you know, gave him a, a second, third team to play, and then eventually brought him on. Leo and the guys have, and and Stuart last year and all and the previous years have been slowly bringing him on more and more minutes in the tank. Andy Farrell spotted this, put him in there and he's done some savage work for Ireland. And the work he did last week against La Rochelle was absolutely amazing. There were some hits he was making that he really had no, uh, he shouldn't have made. And he was in there up on his feet, ready to rock and roll. It must be the power tash. I think that's what it is. But I think so far this season, you know, the player of the season is already tied up. He's been, he's been fantastic. It was interesting because it seemed teams were targeting with the aerial uh, bombs, which which I always thought was a, maybe a mark against uh, Jordan Larmer more than anything else. But he's he's avoided that and they've been going for Jimmy. And I thought he stood up really well to it, yep. and uh, he's been he's been really 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 good for us on the wing. And he's uh, he's he just a, he's a, he's a very versatile player as well. He can fill it in a lot of different positions, so it's always yep. always good having him out there. Okay, so for your third point, you want to talk maybe a little bit about last week and um, how we can the way we played to get that great win last week and uh, how we can bring it forward. So the run-in we had to last week with Interpros and things like that was great. Uh, a tough trip to Connacht was great to kind of get everyone fully bruised up and calloused up and ready for, for European rugby. And it is a ghost that we had to we had to really confront uh, La Rochelle. There, now, I know Rod was in the stands, but he was definitely involved. Don't worry about it. No traffic lights, but he was involved. Um, but I think it was a massive, massive uh, performance from us because we... Up until the last minute, we were competing. We were uh, offensively defensive. Like whenever they're coming forward, we've spoken about it, and it's when you see it against the big teams. 
the tackles are ag aggressive. There's no uh, letting people run on to us anymore and saying our system can absorb your system. We are attacking them with our tackles, and it is really, really tough to play against you when you're when you're rarely breaking that gain line, and when you do, there's four of them on top of you. It is really, really impressive, and it's slowly little pieces of of the new coaches coming in. He hasn't come in and wiped everything out, which which shows a great lack of ego on his side, which is something welcomed by Leinster, obviously. But it is the aggressiveness of that defence which just tires out and kind of squeezes out any any ideas from the opposition. It's like Leinster Jitsu 2.0. It is really, really impressive to watch. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you, you come out of that game and... We would have taken any kind of win, literally any kind of win. But on top of that, not just the manner of it, not even just the late, the late uh, icing on the cake there from Frawley and stuff. But they didn't score a bloody try, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just it, it, it th that didn't sink in until the next day for me. I was like, I was delighted we won, and then when I realized, I looked back over. Hang on, they just got three penalties, and uh, that was uh, it, it. Was an amazing performance, and especially in the stand right at the end, like you said, yep. there was uh, and the manner of it as well. Every guy, like I like the way you say it was like defense as an offensive thing. It, um, they say after halftime, uh, it's important. It's a close game. Who scores first? But the fact was. Um, we held them out, and that was as good as a try almost, yeah. or as good as a score, a scoring first, hold, holding them out in that early stages. So if we can bring that through, now Niebart, yeah. Niebart's there, he's settling in, he's bringing his own ideas. Like you say, it's improving on what was already a decent defense. So um, we'll, we'll see how it brings that forward. Absolutely. And speaking yeah. of Jimmy O'Brien, there's a, there's three tackles he made in the last kind of uh, maybe three minutes, yeah. which again, he wasn't entitled to make. It was absolutely amazing shift from the guy. Absolutely. And um, just talking about Jimmy O'Brien and the, the Leinster team, as it was named, I mean, it was, uh, we see Kieran Frawley coming into out half now. That yeah. was kind of expected uh, with Harry, you know, in the protocols and Ross is out. And maybe Sam's not ready for a start, but Sam's on the bench. Yeah. Um, a lot of, you know, but pretty much. And then they, they obviously had a specific role for that back row against yeah. Al Rochelle moving. It was really smart and it really worked. Uh, Will Connors came on and he said, you know, it was, it was pretty much thanks to him that Patia didn't get over for that yep. try at one point and stuff. But um, it, it, it's, it's almost a shame that he's left out of this, but they've gone back to a more, the, the more expected uh, back row of Ryan Baird, Van der Fleer and Doris. And, you know, no problems with that at all. And uh, Charlie Natsai, number 23 is the bench. He's critical. Yeah. Um, he's become almost un, un, undroppable at this stage. It's hard to say because he's, he's, he's having such a good season. He's so clued into what we're doing and yep. he's got so many, like he's got the kicking game as well. Um, he's got all these different facets that he can bring and the carrying and the kicking and stuff. And uh, he'll be handy off the bench as well. So it's a good lineup all rounds. 100%. Once Charlie settled in, as, as we kept saying last year, year before, whatever it was, once he settled in, uh, especially when the guys were away in international duty, he really stepped up and, and he, you know, he's he's in every squad. I'm just having a, having a scroll through here. Big day for Clarkson. Big day for Prendergast. Great to see Frawley. Uh, sometimes you just got to take advantage of these things and, and there's no doubt that he's going to do that. Um, you know, Jimmy O'Brien back in there. Uh, Robbie Henshaw with more minutes in the, in the tank again, which is great. Uh, and then just, you know, it's a really, really good, strong squad. But I think the thing we've got to remember is there's no starting 15 anymore. It's It depends on what game we want to play. So I think the, the coaches will have had a chat with the players who were left out from last week and said, listen, you're not dropped. This is just a different team. You're still in the game. You're still ready to rock. We've still got jerseys here for you throughout the year. Just keep engaged and keep moving. We have not missed what you did last week. We're going to be using that again this season. So it's a it's a great uh, it's a great problem to have uh, to have that many players 
who are operating at such a high level. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's have a quick look at the sale. The sale team now. They're the now whichever way you want to look at it. That you could say they're top of the Premiership. You could also say they're in the bottom ten. Uh, whichever, 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 whichever way you want to do. No, seriously, they they are top of the league uh, coming into this week. So it's uh, it 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 won't be easy for us. No, it won't be easy. But I think you know we've got to, with respect to our uh, you know English brothers and sisters, uh, the league is not what it used to be. Um, now they've only lost one in five, and they, they beat Stad, you know, they beat Bath, um, they beat Bristol, so they're they're on a good run. But you know, as we always say, if you go team for team and you pick one squad, there's very few sale players that we get in. There's a, there's a, obviously they, they've got a, a good beefy from row, they've got a, a signing from Leicester, a signing from the Sharks who are coming in, all that sort of stuff. But you know, I, and I, and I assume he's Irish. I was saying to you before we started. Uh, Connor Doherty, you couldn't sound any more Irish if you. I think he's ginger as well. Um, but they get they got Dupreece at, Dupreece at uh, at ten, Quirk rolling in there at nine. It's good, you know. But as we say, one squad picked out of these starting starting fifteens, not a lot of sale get in there, and that's not just with my blue underwear on. That's skill for skill. That's that's uh, you know that's that's talent for talent. Um, so I think it is. They're going to try. They're going to go for it. But the RDS is going to be full. It's going to be loud. Uh, they're going to be ready to rock. Half five is the perfect time on a Saturday for a kickoff, so it's going to be it, it's going to be a cauldron for them. Um, okay, so let's move on and uh, look at the officials. As you can see, there it's an all French team. Pierre Brousset has the whistle and uh, he's got assistance there. The weather for Dublin Four on Saturday evening looks pretty good. Low clouds, um, might be a bit of wind, but uh, very little rain. All, all, all going well, so that's not too bad. And um, just before we go get your prediction, what other game are you looking forward to this weekend the most? So this week there was one I was looking at. So I, I Ulster and Racing is going to be interesting. I, I love I love watching both of them play. Uh, to be honest, I haven't seen much of Racing this year, so it'll be my first time to sit and watch them. Um, Ulster, I hope I hope for a big a big shift from Ulster. I think they're at home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we need we need our brothers and sisters up north to show up and be loud and frighten Racing because you know the, the French teams have kind of changed recently in that when you get when you get ahead of them and you get on top of them, sometimes they fade and they wilt. That's kind of changed over the last few years, so it's even a even bigger job for the for the for the Ulster support to do. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully Ulster will be able to do the job. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, and another one. Another one I'm looking forward to as well. Stormers La Rochelle. That should be really. Uh, mm. re- that's a really big one in our pool. We are not. We don't play Stormers, but they're still there, and we still have to. We're still trying to finish ahead of them to get a good seeding. So how that how that turns out is going to have a, a big uh, big influence on what what happens in our pool. Okay, so that brings it to uh, head on the block time. What, what's your prediction for Leinster v Sale Sharks? So I haven't got anything right this season so far. <laughs> uh, hopefully this. Really? <laughs> but you're doing so well in the prediction league, man. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I may as well keep that jersey. Um, so actually, everyone. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it's a Leinster win. I think it's, I think it'll end up being quite a big Leinster win. I think it's kind of seven to ten, uh, and I think it's going to be a really great performance. We're on a great run, a, a proper uh, championship run over the last couple of weeks, last three weeks, and I think that's going to continue. I think there's too much there for sale. Yeah, I was saying last week how um, that was the first match going into the game in La Rochelle. That was the first match I was genuinely 
seriously, not superstition, just, you know, not confident of a win that, that, that we could win. I thought we were had it stacked up against us. And that included the previous three matches against La Rochelle. There was every reason to be confident going, this was one game, and they they turned it on its head. They 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 stepped up their game for Europe again, and they've showed us again. So we've we've even more reason to be confident yep. this week. So, uh, but of course, I have to go out and do it, but we'll see what happens. Okay, listen, we're going to leave it there, man. Many thanks to Kigo for joining us again. What stand-up gigs have you got lined up down the road? So we're on a, we finished our Christmas run. So we're on a Christmas, Christmas break until a busy January. Uh, we've got big gigs coming in February and February and then uh, the Mermaid Theatre in March. So it's going to be a, a fairly jam-packed opening quarter to next year. But uh, let's, let's get through sale first and then we'll start laughing afterwards. Brilliant stuff. And you'll find all those links, of course, in the program notes. Okay, so many thanks to you all for tuning in to our latest preview show. Enjoy the match wherever you are. Be sure to follow us on all the usual social media channels, including Blue Sky. We will, of course, have a rap pod for you this weekend, recording on Sunday evening. So hopefully you'll help us out by liking, sharing, and subscribing. In the meantime, stay safe, everyone. Salon.